Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Well, greetings and welcome to this edition and this episode of Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I am so excited. I'm absolutely thrilled and amazed that you've taken another busy moment out of your life and joined in with me for this conversation. I hope you have your cup of coffee, your your, your cup of Starbucks, your cup of, even if it's Dunkin' Donuts, we forgive you. Um, but I hope you have your your beverage, your notepad, your pen, your paper, your, your Apple, your Android, whatever you need, and get prepared to take copious notes as we're going to further in, uh, just elaborate and engage in this conversation involving relationships. The feedback has been nothing but overwhelming and amazing, and it is our honor and privilege to serve you in this capacity. Listen. Just remember, everything that you do involves a relationship. Your relationship to someone, something, some company, some dream, some vision, some brand, even yourself, but most importantly, your Heavenly Father. And so it is just absolutely essential that we spend time learning about relationships, how to navigate them, and how to improve them, because we will be in relationship for all of eternity. So if you're ready, and like me, and I'm more than ready, let's begin this week's episode of Conversations with Chris. We're going to talk about this week um, when the speaker, yes, goes silent. Let me say that again. When the speaker goes silent. Oftentimes in relationships, we've been spending time talking and, and highlighting about communication, We've talked about barriers to communication, what it means to communicate, uh, verbal communication, nonverbal communication, because everything in relationships uh, uh, hinge upon how they connect, how they relate to each other. And the only way we can relate or connect is to communicate. And so everything in relationship hinges on our healthy or unhealthy communication. So it is important that we keep spending time talking about communication because it is the only thing that's going to improve or deteriorate our relationships. Last week's episode or last week's edition, whichever you like to call it, it was simply amazing. The feedback was overwhelming. I am glad that it helped you especially when it comes down to realizing that your eyes actually hear, that everything people do, what you see, it sends a message and you're receiving that message. But I want to talk this week about 
What do you do? How do you handle it? Is it good? Is it beneficial when the speaker goes silent? What do you do when you're stonewalled? When a person pulls out, when a person withdraws, or when you're in the middle of a conversation and it's a flat line, there's no response. Uh, you're having a dialogue, even if it's not heated, and the person you're communicating with totally says nothing in response. Even worse, what do you do when you're talking to your Heavenly Father and there's absolutely silence, no feedback, no response? It seemed like it would be easier to get a yes or no, a maybe. I'm considering it. But what do you do when the speaker totally goes silent? Well, let me tell you something. First and foremost, silence is golden and silence is still a form of communication. Yeah, I know you. Can, it's hard to believe, but stick with me. I'm going to teach you that this week, that silence is still a form of communication. And it is a powerful, but often underlooked and underused tool while communicating. You see, silence is usually thought of as the absence of noise or the absence of speech. And so we, we look at it as negative. But did you not know that while communicating, even the Bible says we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Let me say that again. We should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Therefore, not all silence is bad. Let me say that one more time. Not all silence is bad. There is healthy silence, but then there is crippling and debilitating silence. Let's, let's jump into this just a little bit. On the spectrum of unhealthy or debilitating si silence, it comes down to stonewalling withdrawing, shutting down. Those are toxic traits that indicate that we have hit a breaking point and we're no longer engaged. That's still sending a message, but that silence can be deafening. It can be, uh, it can send a very unhealthy message that you don't matter, that what you're hearing doesn't matter, your thoughts don't matter, and so when silence is deployed as a tool to shut down, to take authority, to oftentimes even in, a th in silence, people are trying to silence the other person. Now, that's a whole nother story, and we don't have time for that. But just know that is at the epitome, a measure of control that is absolutely deplorable and detestable. Some people absolutely use silence to silence the person they're talking to. Because if I stop speaking to you, inevitably you will stop speaking to me. And that in and of itself shuts down communication and puts strains on relationship. It absolutely is a game changer. But then there are moments of silence where silence can become a pregnant pause. And I want you to think of silence as a pregnant pause. That silent moment, that moment with no noise or no response is a moment full of potential if we learn how to navigate it. See, here is my dilemma. We're oftentimes so used to noise going on or sound going on that silence to the listener seems very loud. I paused so you could hear that. It seems loud. 
because we're left with our own thoughts. And because we don't have a response, we have to manage our own thinking in that moment. We have to manage our own expectation, our own fears, our own response, because we're no longer thinking and listening. We are actually preparing to respond to what we don't know. But have you ever been inside of a police station or seen a good police movie where a detective asks someone a question during a moment of interrogation or maybe a job interview where they ask a very pointed question and after asking the question, they totally go silent. You see, that moment of silence, the speaker has prepared themselves to become the listener and they sit with expectation, realizing that what they gave the other person, they're giving them time to process. They're giving them time to think. They're giving them time to actually formulate their response so as not to blurt out something unhealthy, untruthful, unmeaningful, or unproductive. You see, oftentimes we've thought through what we want to say, but we must remember the person who's receiving our communication needs to healthily process their response. And in processing their response, sometimes a moment of silence is needed. Now, let me say that again, because even we use moments of silence for solemnness at a baseball game. We want to honor people. We'll do a moment of silence instead of saying prayer. And so silence has taken on such a negative connotation that silence seems to be painful at times. But at this moment, healthy silence, yes, healthy silence can be golden. It can be peaceful. It can even become comfortable and represents a sense of confidence. Let me say this, and I want to be emphatically clear and decisively clear. You know the difference in how you're processing silence, whether you start to feel awkward, appalled, embarrassed, if you become defensive or fearful, then it is you processing silence in an unhealthy manner. Stop for a moment. Think. Why are you feeling awkward? Why did fear come in the room and come over you? Just maybe you got embarrassed because of your own thinking of how you perceived or what you believed to be coming after the silence. Therefore, it is not the silence that becomes painful. It is our own thinking that becomes painful. And at the end of the day, we must remove toxic thinking so that we could be better listeners. For the detective, for the life coach, for the interviewer, they use silence because they're letting the person uh, uh, indicate their true feelings to formulate a strategy or a plan. But also in their silence, oftentimes the person speaking will likely reveal something they never intended to say. You see, silence has a way of putting pressure on us to communicate. It, 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 it calls us to disclose things. And, and in a moment of contemplation, which is what that silence produces, it causes us to realize that we can no longer hide the truth. 
You see, silence is a powerful strategy, but we have to learn when the speaker goes silent, we must become silent too. We must silence our inside, silence our thinking, silence our emotions, and actually live in the moment, live in the present, and just simply wait. You see, even the Bible says that we should ask and keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking. But at some point, we have to sit and listen because if we're constantly knocking, constantly knocking in the door, banging in the door, kicking down the door, it's very possible we might not hear the answer that we're looking for. Oftentimes that scripture is taken out of context that says we should badger God. But the true meaning of it is about expectation. It's about staying in faith that when we ask for something, we believe we receive it. And so we don't change our confession. We don't ask for one thing and flip-flop and ask for something different. You see, we don't let the voice of fear, the voice of anxiety or frustration, cause us to ask for something different. Even in different cultures, silence, wow, means totally different things. You see, if in silence, let me use a better example, and forgive me for my pause, but when a man asks a woman for, his hand, for her hand in marriage, and he says, will you marry me? Silence in our culture would seem like uncertainty. It would seem like she's not sure. Wow. But if you were in Japan, in Japanese culture, it would absolutely mean acceptance. If you were in Nigeria, <laughs> if the woman ran away, it would mean she accepted. If she, so silence can mean different things in different cultures. I'm simply telling you that when the speaker goes silent, we cannot keep talking. We cannot keep pushing. We must learn to master a silent moment. Many, many, many heated moments have gone on in relationships. Many heated fellowships or arguments or disagreements are all because we could not handle silence. We asked a question. We didn't get a response. And so we started badgering. We started pestering. Or even that ungodly N-word. We started nagging. We start demanding a response. We start uh, uh, dictating when and the pace of response we would get. And sometimes we even dictated what the response would be. But it is so much better to receive someone's truth and love than to receive a forced lie because we could not manage silence. You see, silence is critical. Let patience have a perfect work. We've got to learn to be patient in communication. Let me just jog your brain for memory. Silence is golden. Do you remember at the birth of John the Baptist? At the birth of John the Baptist, his father's mouth had been shut up by God. It was, he had been silenced. He had been muzzled. And that silence protected and prevented him from making mistakes. You see, 
Sometimes silence can be golden. It wasn't to hurt him. It wasn't to hurt the other people. It wasn't for others to understand just that sometimes we may release words. We may decree things that are totally contrary to what God wants. Therefore, silence can protect us. You never thought this silence could be so valuable. But you must learn when speakers go silent, it has potential. Even in public speaking, there's a art, a fine art to making a powerful statement and then going silent after it to allow the listeners to sit in the moment, to create some anticipation, to allow people to imagine for a few moments. Yes, even when we roll the credits, there's a moment of silence to let you know something new is coming up. You see, the problem isn't when the speaker goes silent. The problem is what does the listener do when the speaker goes silent? But let me get on your bandwagon and get in your corner just for a minute. There are times when the speaker goes silent and it's unhealthy. There are times when people attempt to withdraw, isolate, and stonewall in a conversation. They simply refuse to participate anymore. They simply refuse to communicate anymore. They withhold their truth. Unfortunately, all these are telltale signs of fear and unhealthiness in communication. You see, we must learn to allow people to tell the truth in love. If you notice that people are always going silent on you, it really says more about you than the people talking to you. What's wrong with me that causes other people to shut down? Now, it could be their defense mechanism, but if it always happens to me, I must begin to explore myself. But if you're the person who's listening, who uses silence as a way to take control over a conversation, to steer the conversation in a different manner, to avoid having to talk about painful things, then my friend, you must learn how to navigate your own silence. Have confidence in telling the truth. It's the truth that you know it sets you free. Living a lie always puts you in bondage. Let me say that again. At the root of all bondage is a lie. You must tell the truth. And so if you must take a pause to collect your emotion, to figure out the right words to use, to not have emotional outbursts, by all means, employ a pregnant silence. But in that moment of silence, harness that potential to get yourself together and come back to the table and tell the truth in love. You understand bad news never gets better with time. Absolutely never. There's nothing that gets better. Have you ever heard a doctor say, I wanted to tell you six months ago you had cancer, but I thought it was better to be silent on the matter. Can you imagine a wife telling her husband, I wanted to tell you we were pregnant, but I thought I'd wait four months. No, silence can be OMG. It could have life and death consequences. Let me explain that. 
life and death are in the power of your tongue, which means your silence that you employ can literally be used for life or death. It's all up to you. You must choose how you push, pull, employ, engage. How do you handle silent moments? As a matter of fact, even in our prayer time with our Heavenly Father, I want to encourage you. There comes a point in time in the relationship where we don't simply do all of the talking, but we learn the art of sitting and listening. How else can we hear? Can you imagine praying all your life and never pausing to hear the voice of your father? Unfortunately, there are many believers who do that because they're afraid of the silence. The silence can be so deafening. We don't know what he's going to say. We don't know how he feels, how he thinks. But unfortunately, we deprive ourselves of all the potential in silence because we avoid the silent moment. I'm trying to tell you today that when the speaker goes silent, the listener has to go silent and we both become silent. We plunge into the moment and we manage our own expectations, our fears, our anxieties, our highs and our lows. And we learn to just become silent. Let me say something lastly. In a lot of counseling sessions, a lot of coaching sessions, a lot of therapy sessions, and in great moments of ministry and deliverance, I've sat with people. Have you ever sat with a rape victim? Have you ever sat with a person who's been abused? What about a grieving person who's just lost their loved one? Sometimes there's no word that can communicate what's going on. It's such a mistake to try to force people to communicate what they cannot articulate. But even worse, when we come in and we, as a person entering the situation, we communicate, we speak on and on, and we don't understand the necessity of silence. You see, some, there are sometimes there are no words that can adequately convey or capture the sentiments of a moment. That's right. In those moments, silence speaks volumes. What am I really trying to tell you today? We've talked about verbal communication. We've talked about nonverbal communication. But I want to tell you today that silence is actually still communicating. We just have to wait long enough to see what's on the other side of silence. Silence still says I'm thinking, I'm processing, I'm here. Silence may say I'm hurting. Silence may say I'm lost. Silence may say I'm confused. To the woman who just got engaged, silence may say I'm shocked and I'm so in love. You see, silence is still a form of communication. But if a person is speaking through silence, then the listener must become silent to see what message is being sent before we respond and respond to what we do not understand, do not see, 
or don't even really grasp. We can avoid many conversations, many heated moments, many nagging moments, many painful moments. If we would just allow a little silence in our relationships, don't be so quick to solve everything. Don't be in a rush. Give that person time. Give them grace. Let them think. After all, you've thought about what you want to say all night. Yeah. And now you want them to rush and say something. Come on, let's tell the truth. 90% of our hard conversations we've thought through, we've pondered through. We've chewed over it. We've mulled over it. We've figured out the best approach. We've done all of our due diligence. And now we're communicating. But my friend, the person who's hearing it, they're at a disadvantage. And so you must let them have their silence so they can be fruitful in the conversation just like you are. I promise you, if you learn to use silence and master the silent moments, you'll find your communication sweeter, healthier, more uplifting, and more productive. I'm telling you, silence can send your relationship to the moon and back. Let me give you an exercise. How about you grab your partner's hand? Whoever your relationship with, your partner, your spouse, your child, just grab their hand, hold it, look them in the eyes, and say absolutely nothing. You'll find out they received a very powerful communication, even though you weren't speaking, because your silence, it was absolutely golden. Well, my friend, I'm charging you this week. You have homework. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, be silent more often, don't be heard, but seek to be understood. And I promise you, your relationship will thrive and go to the next level and you'll learn how to handle conflict and actually overcome every obstacle and barrier in your relationship. Hey, just don't quit. And I promise you, you'll be talking again real soon. I am Christian T. Howell Sr. This is Conversations with Chris, and I will see you on our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christiantheowell.com For more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend. Spread the word 
tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.